welcome to Board Game Top Tens, episode 436, for Wednesday, November 8th, 2017. This is the BGG Pageviews edition. As with last week, we once again have 18 games over the 20,000 view mark. Sliding three spots to number 18 is Warhammer Underworld's Shadespire by David Sanders, published by Games Workshop with 20,668. That's a decline of 2,400 from last week, or 11%. Holding at number 17 for the second week in a row is Noria, by Sophia Wagner, published by Stronghold Games, with 20,955, about 300 more than Shadespire, 900 less than last week, or a 4% decline. At number 16 is Photosynthesis, by Hjalmar Hock, published by Blue Orange Games, with 21,758. That's a gap there of 803 between Photosynthesis and Noria, but a gain of 6,000, or 37%. Climbing three spots to number 15 is Pandemic Legacy Season 1, by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games with 22,314. It's about 550 more than photosynthesis and a nice gain of 2,000 or 10% from last week. Holding at number 14 for the second week in a row, Arkham Horror the Card Game, by Nate French and Matthew Newman, published by Fantasy Flight Games with 24,545. 2,200 more than Pandemic Legacy, and a 500-view gain. Sliding four spots to number 13 is The Seventh Continent, by Ludovic Rudy and Bruno Sauté, published by Sirius Pulp, with 27,734. It's a gap of 3,200 between The Seventh Continent and Arkham Horror, but a decline of over 3,800 for The Seventh Continent, or 12%. Just last week, it was number 9. The week before that, number 2. Three weeks ago, it was number 1, with over 75,000 views as its Kickstarter campaign concluded. Now, it ends its 15-week run since uh, re-entering, you know, a few weeks ago. I would not be surprised if it went back into the top 10 after all the hubbub around Essen fades, and almost certainly once the second wave of Kickstarters starts delivering next year. Down one spot to number 12 is Gaia Project, by Jens Drogemuller and Helga Ostertag, published by Asmodee, with 28,137. That's 403 more than the Seventh Continent, 318 less than last week, a 1.1% decline. And trading places with it, Climbing one spot to number 11 is Charterstone, by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 28,687. It's 550 more than Gaia Project, a 2,400 view, or 9% increase. And it just misses the top 10. At number 10, for the second week in a row, is Altiplano, by Reiner Stockhausen, published by DLP Games, with 28,000 889, 202 more than Charterstone, a very stable performance as it sheds only 16 views from last week. And the span between those four games from numbers 10 through 13, Altiplano, Charterstone, Gaia Project, and The Seventh Continent, is only 
1,155. Uh, very competitive for that number 10 spot. At number 9, after two weeks at number 8, is Terraforming Mars by Jacob Frixelius, published by Stronghold Games with 35,131, a gain of 2,600 or 8%. We can see a clear demarcation between the top 9 games as they you know, we have a gap there of well over 6,000 views between 9 and 10. However, number 9 is the lowest position that Terraforming Mars has had since February 22nd, over 8 months ago, when it was also number 9. And yet at the same time, 35,131 is the most views ever for a number 9 game, breaking the mark set just last week by the 7th continent by well over 3,000 views. And it's over 35,000. That plateau used to really mean something. There was a long time before any games crossed the 35,000 mark since I have started this podcast. If you think back all the way to 2013, early 2013, Android Netrunner only cracked the 35,000 mark twice. And again, it was quite a while before any other games did so. In fact, Netrunner's peak performance was 35,214, which is now only good enough for number 252 on the most weeks list. Yet again, a clear indicator of the different page view environment that we are seeing now. At number 8, returning after two weeks away, actually climbing from number 13 last week, it is Scythe by Jamie Stegmeier, published by Stonemeyer Games with 35,151. 20 more than Terraforming Mars. That was a gain of almost 10,000 views from last week. As for why that would be true, perhaps the reason is that the Dice Tower People's Choice Award uh, put it at number one in their top 100. Uh, there's also was news of a new game in the Scythe universe. Whatever the case, that mark of 35,151 is the most views ever for a number 8 game, breaking the record set by Fallout shortly after Gen Con in August by 2,500 views. Our second of three new entries is at number 7, uh, the first of our two debuts, Folklore by Will Donovan and Nick Blaine, published by Greenbrier Games with 38,000 12 views, almost 3,000 more than Scythe. The subtitle of Folklore is The Affliction. It's a fantasy horror role-playing game type board game with miniatures. The first printing of the Kickstarter in October of 2015 raised a half a million dollars. There is now a Kickstarter for a reprint. They're already up to 175,000. That mark of 38,012 is the most views ever for a number 7 game, breaking the mark set just two weeks ago by Shadespire by almost 4,000 views. At number 6 for the second week in a row is Clans of Caledonia by Juma Aljuju, published by Karma Games with 45,175. So Folklore, Scythe, and Terraforming Mars were pretty tight, certainly the latter two, about 3,000 views separating them. Now we have a 7,000 view gap up to the number six game. That's a gain 
for Clans of Caledonia of almost 10,000 views, or 28%, and yet it holds at number 6, setting the mark of most views ever for a number 6, breaking the record set by Kingdom Death Monster way back in January uh, by almost by over 6,000. Positions 3 through 10 on this list of most views ever for a particular position are now all from the last three months. And six of those eight are just from the last two weeks. So, impressive performances across the board. Our highest new entry, a debut at number five, is Asul by Mikal Kiesling, published by Plan B Games with 46,176. 1,001 more than Clans of Caledonia, and a, a gain that well, doubled its total from last week. It was actually number 16 last week, number 13 the week before. It's an abstract strategy game themed around azulejos, which are white and blue ceramic tiles being used to decorate a Portuguese palace. Though, if there's a theme to the game, how is it exactly an abstract strategy game? Never quite understood that. Dropping two spots to number four is Pandemic Legacy Season 2 by Matt Leacock and Rob Davio, published by Z-Man Games with 47,653, about 1,500 more than Asul, 5,600 fewer than last week. That's an 11% decline. And those three games are in a group of their own, spanning 2,500 views between Pandemic Legacy 2, Asul, and Clans of Caledonia, 7,000 more than the number 7, 7,000 less than the number 3. There for the second week in a row is Kingdom Death Monster by Adam Poots, published by Kingdom Death with 54,768. Again, about 7,100 more than Pandemic Legacy, a gain of over 1,500, or about 3%. And swapping places with Pandemic Legacy, climbing two spots to number 2 is... Wasteland Express Delivery Service by Matt Riddle, Ben Pinchback, and Jonathan Gilmore, published by Pandasaurus Games with 55,612. A hotly competitive uh, number two and number three performance, that's less than a thousand, more than Kingdom Death Monster, gained 2,700, or 5%, to become the 11th different game to spend six weeks or more at number two. I still have no idea why its page view totals are so high, and yet it isn't on the daily hotness at all. Usually, games that are not on the hotness are only have fewer than 10,000 views, and this one has over 50,000. There isn't even a lot of forum presence to, just, uh, to explain why this is getting so many views. But all I can go with is the data that BGG is supplying. Still, uh, those two games, Wasteland Express and Kingdom Death Monster, fall far short of the number one game. At number one for the third week in a row, the 27th time overall, is Gloomhaven by Isaac Childress, published by Cephalofair Games with 104,009 views. That's almost double what Wasteland Express had, 49,000 more a gain of almost 15,000 from its already uh, 
heady performance from last week, a 17% increase. In fact, that mark of 104,009, no, it's not the number one, but it is number 13 on the most views list. It's the first game over 100,000 in five weeks since Seventh Continent did it, but it's the first time Gloomhaven has cracked 100,000 since the May 3rd, over six months ago. And it is the 13th time that Gloomhaven has had a performance over 100,000. For Wednesday, November 8th, 2017.